This is Season 1, Episode 1 of Please Stay Away, a true crime and horror podcast. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy. It was high school. I always spent my time in either art classrooms as it was one of the few things that made me happy. Pottery was my one true love during high school. I made bowls, cups, teapots, whatever made me happy. My blissful ignorance, I was sure that everyone in my class were nice and genuinely kind people. For the most part, I was right. I befriended most of them, or at least kept on friendly, positive terms, but mostly always had my headphones in and was zoned in on the pottery wheel or another art project that was due. I made the mistake of befriending a junior boy as a sophomore, James. Now, James seemed nice and normal, you know, how people seem a little bit off, and that's why you give them a chance. Well, that was the case, either that or I was too dumb to see the red flags. James was kind and helpful to everyone, and it gives me the heebie-jeebies to say this, but in the beginning, I actually had a crush on him. Fortunately, I had reserved myself to not dating due to some soul-crushing insecurities and never really shared or pursued my romantic feelings with anyone, not even my closest friends. However, midway into our first semester, I started to get the creeped-out feelings. I would catch him looking at me, which he would just smile and wave, so I didn't try to think much of it. Then I noticed how he seemed to always just be there to make a conversation. If I mentioned being interested in even the slightest bit in something, he would go up and out of his way just to learn it, or even gift something to me. He ended up giving me a copy of a movie franchise I was interested in because I was too anxious to say no and never watched it because I didn't want to invite any more conversation with him than I had to. Things weren't bad yet. I had no clue he was stalking me, and I thought maybe he liked me and was a little too weird about it. My memory's a little foggy, and at this point, because this is when I realized, wait, no, there's something wrong with this guy, and that is just my brain's defense mechanism, apparently. So our semester final is coming up. We had a very special project that I still hold dear to my heart but it was rather unique, so I don't want to share the details. I will say that I poured my heart into this project, however, and could not be happier to this day with how it went. The only good thing in this story. After the final, we all stood together with our projects for group picture. James stood next to me, and a close friend of mine who picked up on how creepy James had gotten way before I did. Now, I'm going to mention, I had an ED. And I'm non-binary, and at the very least, look like an underweight tomboy lesbian. Short hair, stretched ears, and flannel, and a binder to hide my chest. Even for my small town, how did more people not guess I was queer? Anyways, that is important because I was very insecure about my, how feminine my figure was. And I did not take compliments well. Okay, back to the story. So, we all are standing to get picture taken while our teacher is figuring everything out. James turned to me and says, You look really nice today. 
I smile and nod, saying thank you to be polite, but it doesn't end there. He proceeds to tell me, I like your shirt. It looks really good on you. My smile dropped, and I said something I don't remember to try and deflect the comment. He only smiles and leans into me saying, don't say that. You're beautiful, don't you know? But me being me, I was terrified, uncomfortable, and frozen to the spot. Luckily, my friend was watching the whole thing right beside me. He goes on to say, you're so shy. It's really cute. And at this point, my friend interrupts yelling anyways and physically moves me to the other side and takes my place. Was I about to cry? Yes. Did I? Yes. Later, of course, in the bathroom. She asks me if I'm okay, and I nod, but, you know, she knows I'm not okay. From there on out, I actively start avoiding him, and he notices. I don't remember if this happened in my sophomore year or junior year, so this not, might not be entirely accurate time-wise, but let's just say the new year starts. I get into our AP art class. I figure out my schedule, reluctantly say hi to James and everyone else, and soon it's business as usual. Traveling dead-eyed from one classroom to another, but very quickly, I notice any close classes I had on the first floor, James was always there to chat me up. I would smile politely and walk as quickly to my next class as I could, but it felt like he was always there. Then it happened. I'm in the art room working on the wheel with a group of others, and he comes and either kneels or sits across from me. He would always try to talk to me while I was throwing on the wheel, even when I had headphones in. And he starts to work his way into asking me out, in front of everyone. I'm very familiar with people trying to get you to do something you don't want to do in a public setting, in hopes that you will say yes as to not make a scene. But it was very... I was very tired of being polite, even though everyone else could tell that I was uncomfortable. So I was thinking, maybe you could, no. One of the first times I ever told someone no in my entire life, and I thought I was going to get murdered for it. He freaks out. I honestly don't remember what happened. I just remember I ended up on the other side of the classroom, and his friend physically dragged him into the other room to put him in his place. I, his friend comes back out and asks me if I'm okay and tells me he's sorry for James Albers and I don't re even remember what I said. I just know that I wasn't in the room when James returned. After that, I really noticed the fact that he was following me this whole time. I had made a few more upperclassmen friends who picked up on this as well which I am so grateful for them, but they couldn't always be around. He followed me from class to class, sometimes trying to talk to me, sometimes following, or even sometimes walking right next to me the entire time. He would find me in the cafeteria where I had this horrible luck of not sharing it with anyone who knew, and he would wait for me to leave the school and follow me to my bus. I decided screw this and told my dad i thought if anyone could scare this guy to not look in my direction ever again it would be my dad the guy who's head chef at a bartender restaurant he works at the guy who throws out rowdy drunks and beat the shit out of a dude who tried to sucker punch him after trying to bail on a check 
this guy scares all my friends on accident. He will scare this boy for sure. Except he didn't believe me. He told me later that he didn't think I was serious and thought I was just exaggerating. So I told my counselor, oh, but James is such a nice boy. He's just a little awkward. And then I told my art teacher, some people just show emotions differently. I can't do anything about that. Cool. I had a few friends who keep him away from me a few times a week and absolutely no adults to help me. So I stopped going to the art room outside of class and I stopped going to lunch and then class. And the only time he wasn't there watching me was when I lost him in the crowd of kids and hid in the bathroom until the bell rang. I cut across the road to get to the buses, which I continuously got yelled at for it, but it was the only way I could get away from him. He never laid a hand on me, thank gosh, but the mental games were exhausting. I was paranoid tired and anxious. I found out how to get into the art room when no one was there, however. Upper class art students were notorious for always being in the art room. It was technically three connected rooms. The main entrance was the storage area, which led to the regular classroom, and out the side was the ceramics room with another door. So being the evolving burnout I was, I snuck in early morning. Unlock the ceramic store, which was always supposed to be locked. And when my teacher was teaching a lower class, or just wasn't there, I would sneak in. I felt like I had my space back. And for a while, I actually thought things were getting better. Actually, have you ever sat in a public bathroom for six hours before? It's awful. So I was happy to have the art room back. I would just throw my backpack down, pull my hair back, blast music, and just vibe. I got pretty comfortable with going into the rest of the art room. And one day, of course, I had to come out clean and a few paintbrushes and see him walking toward our teacher. And wouldn't you know it, he sees me. So I go back to the ceramics room alone like the dumbest final girl from a horror movie, and almost immediately he's shutting the door behind us. I'm shaking, just hoping he leaves, but he starts talking. Where have you been? I don't see you anymore. You're hard to find. Do you hate me? Do you hate me that much? Well, at least I was hiding from him if he couldn't find me. I don't remember if I said anything. I just remember everything felt like it was in slow motion. He seemed really close to me, and I think I had to go. I said I had to go, and then I just booked it out of there and into the nurse's office. Come to think of it, I should have told the nurse, or my history teacher, or our security guy. They had more sympathy on their left pinky than the entire rest of the staff put together. I know a good school nurse. After that, I really didn't go anywhere unless someone was with me. Even then, I felt him staring at me, and without fail, I could always pick him out of a crowd, watching me. He didn't smile or wave, or even avert his eyes, and I was very convinced something bad would happen if I was ever alone with him again. I didn't bother telling anyone anymore because every adult turned me down and dismissed me. Hell, my own dad didn't even believe me. The last time that I'm aware he saw me was the end of my junior year. The seniors were all out of school early, like always, and he had stopped for something as I was skipping class and wandering the halls. 
because the class was led by a homophobic racist that talked down his nose at me and made nasty comments at all the girls. I had my headphones in and was swinging the hall pass around when I saw him walking toward me and waving. I immediately turned around and basically ran up the stairs to the second floor. He called my name, then yelled it. He yelled something else before finally yelling, What, you're just never going to talk to me again? And, uh, yeah, I never did. I know it's not intense as what others have gone through, but it's the mind games and the lack of knowing that keeps me up at night and gives me nightmares. What all did he do that I wasn't aware of? How long did he really follow me? How long did he keep tabs on me after I graduated? What if it never stopped? High school was hell, the teachers were demons, and James, if you ever see this, please, stay away. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is a TW warning implied gore. I don't want anyone finding my true identity somehow, so let's just call me Ian. But on a cloudy night, it was wind howling as well, I was sitting in the living room, playing on my game console like I do every night. Playing some major games for the Nintendo Switch, getting rather frustrated because I was admittedly terrible at some of them. Apparently mom could hear me as she walked into the room. You play these games every night, Ian. Why not do something less stressful, like take a walk into the woods? She had said that to me. I asked her why I would want to do such a thing, and she said to me that exploring nature is fun, and there are some amazing things you can find in nature. I was not going into the woods, I thought to myself, and I believed it way beyond a shadow of doubt. She just ended up persuading me. I wish she didn't. I wish that none of this would have ever happened. So we grabbed our flashlights, but there's another thing we grabbed. Guns. My mother and father, before he passed away, were always really into guns. She gave me a pistol, and she grabbed a shotgun. I asked her why we need these things, and she told me, Explain the woods is fun and all, but when it comes to dangers, you have to be ready for it. Cocking her shotgun immediately after saying that. We walked around in the woods for a while, admiring the scenery of the night and such. I admit, it was pretty fun. But then my mom suggested something to me. Say, Ian. Back in the old days, we used to go out searching for a specific type of flower, a four-leaf clover, in the woods. Whoever could find it first won a special prize. How about we do that? She said there'd be no prize for this, so it was just all for fun. I agreed. We were set on finding a four-leaf clover. We went back to the entrance of the woods. So we set out to find one. Thought it would be pretty hard, especially for it being night. But I managed in under ten minutes to find one. I went back to the entrance like she told me and waited, and waited, and waited. But after the time limit, 20 minutes, she didn't come back. I called for her for a little bit from the entrance, but still nothing. 
I had no choice but to go in and call with my pistol in hand at the ready. The wind seemed to howl louder and rain began to fall. I thought I saw something in my peripheral vision that looked tall and lanky, but it was, I thought it was just me imagining things. At this point, I don't think it was my imagination. Eventually, I came to a clearing in the woods with many paths, but wait a second and hear me out. This wasn't here before when I was with my mom. I rem remembered what was that way. I went like this, like on, I knew it from the back of my hand. I always had a good memory. I took the left path. After a while, made it to another clearing with more paths. I took the right path this time. I thought I heard something make a whoosh sound while walking down this path. I was getting scared, so I held onto the pistol as tightly as I could. It came to me that the final clearing, that's where I saw it. It looked like a horse. I shone my flashlight onto it. It was eating something. No, someone. It turned around to look at me, and it looked like something you'd see out of your worst nightmare, with half of its face appearing to have been blown off by a shotgun. The hair on its face looked rather burnt as well, with a red eye and demon-looking half on the other face. And there it was, the shotgun my mom was carrying, laying on the ground, next to what was left of her at that point. It started to slowly walk towards me, and I slowly backed away from wherever the hell was walking towards me. F f freeze I'll shoot. I shouted at it, pointing the pistol towards it, but it didn't stand down, and it insisted walking faster, like it understand what I said it just didn't care I took my first shot and then my second seemingly almost no effect on it at that point I had made a break for it I could hear it chasing after me screeching the onset of rain began to worsen and the trees seemed like they were moving as I was running for my life in what was now a maze of woods somehow I lost it and made my way back to my house in one piece this was only yesterday night it's currently Sunday night, May 23rd, 2021, 10.34, as I'm typing this. I can't let what that thing was roam around in this world forever. However, I found the code to my dad's gun safe, and inside was a semi-automatic rifle with thousands of bullets. At least that's what it seemed like. I'm going back to the woods tonight, not only to avenge my mother, but to kill that twisted and demonic thing and whatever other demons may lurk in the forest. If I don't make it back alive, someone, anyone who finds this, please post this somewhere to let people know the dangers of going out into woods at night. But whatever that thing was, please stay away. This has been the episode of Please Stay Away, a true crime and horror podcast. Make sure to stay tuned for more episodes like this. I'll see you guys next week.